invite you to, to come out and be here because uh, I feel like that, uh, especially for newer ones and those that's um, have been just got in the church the last three or four years or more, uh, and that that it will really benefit you uh, because there's a lot of misinformation out there, and um, and and like I said again, there, there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding and fear about the subject, but uh, it is um, it's very important, and and believe me, the Bible is full of it, uh, and uh, and so we can't shun to declare the whole counsel of God. So we're going to start that tonight, the Lord willing. There is no way in the world that I'm going to be able to preach the message that I've got this morning in time. I'm just looking at the clock. So we're just going to start, and we're going to, we're going to preach just a little bit until the Holy Ghost says stop. Uh, and uh, we're going to be going to Matthew, um, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Um, and... Once you get to it, in Matthew chapter 14 uh, and verses 25 through 29, uh, don't say, uh-oh, uh, a rerun, because although I, I have dealt with this Scripture a lot of times, a lot of other preachers have dealt with it, yet uh, I have an entirely different message on these Scriptures uh, than what I've ever um, uh, spoke on before. I've never spoke on it in the way that I'm going to use it today. Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 uh, through 29. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee, on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your love and your grace for everyone that's come today. We ask God that you will anoint us right now for the next few moments of time to deliver the message, God, that you have given to us today. In the name of Jesus, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, Requirements for Walking on Water. The Requirements for Walking on the Water. Now, God blesses us around here, and we, we have, we've experienced the supernatural and the miraculous a lot of times. And um, a lot of people is... Um, is interested in, in, in the uh, supernatural. Now, now, I guess this message has been building for some time, and Brother Travis knows about a particular book uh, that was passed my way. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. And uh, so I've had that on my mind, this on my mind, kind of ever since I got that. And, um, uh, and so we want to talk to you just a little bit about it. the miraculous power of God that was demonstrated by Jesus while he was on this earth, has been both scrutinized and envied. To many, Jesus was only a magician performing cheap tricks uh, in front of gullible crowds with no true authority or power. Um, they didn't believe the miracles that Jesus performed. They thought he was just another trickster, another um, carnival show act. 
coming through town. Yet to countless others, he was the embodiment of the mighty God, demonstrating the supernatural power of his deity and holiness. Now, many people have longed for and sought after that supernatural authority and power to be manifested in their own lives. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, I'm one of them. Hallelujah. I desire to see the moving of the Holy Ghost in all its power, in all its fullness in this day. What about you? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, history has revealed that many indeed have demonstrated a supernatural force beyond the comprehension and scope of man's finite ability. But some who seek it never attain it and eventually fade off into obscurity. Now, just I'm still kind of laying a foundation. Bear with me just a moment. Simon Peter was one such man who sought after that which goes beyond the grasp and ability of mortal man. And for a brief moment, think about this now, for a brief moment in time, he achieved the impossible. He witnessed the supernatural, and he partook of the unbelievable. Hallelujah. Leaving with those who follow after him the possibility. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a possibility. Hallelujah. Amen. When Peter stepped on that boat and literally began to walk on water, he left behind him a possibility, amen, that we can possess what is unpossessable. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That we can reach what's unreachable. That we can attain what is unattainable. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something's beginning to churn him with me now. Hallelujah. Once we understand, church, the possibility for power, hallelujah. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I said once we understand the possibility for power, amen, we must seek diligently the secret to walking on water. Now, when I'm talking about walking on water, I'm just not referring to walking on water per se, but I'm referring to stepping out into the supernatural realm of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm referring to. Uh, and what I mean by the secret to securing the supernatural power of God in your life. Now, there are some conditions and requirements for those who would achieve the impossible and walk on water. Hallelujah. Just because you want it don't mean you're going to get it. Just because you desire to, don't mean you will be blessed. Hallelujah. But in every situation of life, there's always requirements. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people who want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but there's, there's a requirement of repentance first. Amen? People's got to repent. They got to turn away from sin. Amen? They got to give their life to God. Amen? Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will not live in an unclean temple. Hello? Hallelujah. So there's some requirements. Hallelujah. There's some conditions and requirements for those who would achieve the impossible and walk on on water. Who among us, I wonder this morning, who among us will dare to attain 
tomorrow the supernatural flow of God in your life. Who among us will dare to reach for what's un- been unattainable man, mere mortal man? Who among us will dare, amen, to jump in the impossible and see it be made possible by the power of God? Look at your neighbor and say, I dare you. Hallelujah. I double dog dare you. Hallelujah. Hey, glory to God. What I'm telling you, it's possible for your life. Hallelujah, brother. Maybe this is possibility. We can receive it. We can achieve it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. I believe God's church is going to shine greater than it shined on the day of Pentecost before we leave here. we got to get enough people who would dare to reach for something that everybody else says, you're crazy for trying it. It's impossible. There's requirements for walking on water. Hallelujah. There's some requirements for stepping on, out of the boat. Hallelujah. And achieving that. I'm going to talk about some of those requirements and follow me and I'm I'm gonna get through this just as quick as I possibly can. Number one, church, there's gotta be a genuine desire to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. There's got to be a genuine desire to be with Jesus. Listen to Pastor now. Too many people have desired the miraculous in their lives simply for the pleasure of the power. You follow me? There's a lot of people who have sought after the supernatural power of God, but they only do it for the pleasure of the power. But listen to me. God will not cheapen His glory on those who seek glory and honor for themselves. If you're trying to get a hold of something this morning, that will only cause your head to swell and people to pat you on the back and people say, well, man, they got a lot of God in their life or she's got a lot of God in their life. If you're only searching for that, you can hang it up and forget it because it is going to be impossible for you, sweetheart. Hallelujah. If you want to walk on water, you must begin with a desire to be with Jesus or can I say be in His presence. Hallelujah. The 28th verse of that 14th chapter says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come unto thee, unto thee on the water. Hallelujah. Boy, Peter was desiring to be with Jesus. He he didn't think about, well, my, my name's fixing to go down in history now. Everybody from thousands of years ahead is going to read about me stepping out of the boat. That wasn't on Peter's mind. That was nothing self-glorious or self-edifying about it. He wanted to be with Jesus. Lord, I got it. I'm here to tell you, if, you're gonna, if you want to have the power of the supernatural in your life, y'all two fellows are brave, you know that? Because I baptize a whole lot of people up here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Actually, actually, it's cheaper. We don't have to fill up the pool. You just come sit on, and I'll, every few words I'll say, In Jesus' name, and you get baptized in Jesus' name while I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, this brother here wants to put windshield wipers on his glasses here in a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. If you want, <laughs> if you want to experience a real supernatural flow and power of God in your life, it's got to begin with you first having a desire to be with Jesus. You've got to have a desire to be in His presence. People who achieve those kind of things, they do it by just simply wanting to be in His presence. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me, tell me to come unto you. He wasn't thinking about, amen, look at the glory I'm going to get out of this. It wasn't on his mind. He wasn't going to say, people for generations ahead, amen, man. Man, I can see the front pages of the Galilean times in the morning. Hallelujah. Area fisherman walks on the water. Glory. That wasn't what he was thinking about. But it's sad. I have literally gotten sick to my stomach in apostolic churches seeing people reaching out and trying to get a hold of a supernatural thing of God just simply to put, an, put another notch in their belt or to wear another badge. And people can say, oh, man, they're Holy Ghost. I believe, I believe if you can get that man shouted, you'll be just like Peter, you get healed. Hallelujah. And that's why God does not honor those people because He's not going to cheapen His glory. Amen on people who are self-seeking. Hallelujah with a self-righteous attitude. It just ain't going to happen. Peter was designed to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell me to come to you, Lord. If more people would stop. Oh, listen to this now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a word. I'm fixing to give you a revelation right now. The man that God just put in my spirit. I'm going to listen to this close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. If people. And let me change that word people. Let me put apostolics there. Hallelujah, so we can just get down to the where the rubber meets the road. If apostolics would stop seeking gifts and start seeking Jesus, they would soon find themselves in the presence of the one where all things are possible. Holy! We're wasting time seeking for some kind of gift. When we want to not be seeking gifts, we ought to be seeking Him. Hallelujah. You want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you come up and you want the saints to pray for you, Brother Sean, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, don't be up here seeking for tongues. Don't even think about tongues. If you get the genuine, the tongues will come. They'll take care of themselves. Don't you come seeking speaking in tongues. The Bible does not teach in all 66 books for people to seek to speak in tongues. That's only one manifestation of it. You need to... I'm preaching truth this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm tearing down some Pentecost traditions this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, there are so many people running around right now think they got the Holy Ghost ten years ago when all they did was got tongue-tied when somebody standing next to them say, Jesus, 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 and they got tongue-tied and they walked out already defeated because they don't really have the real power of God in their lives. That ain't a genuine, folks. That's, that is the kind of stuff why we can't get the denominational world seeing the reality of the truth. Quit seeking the gift. Seek Him. Hallelujah. Forget about the gift and seek Him. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
many of you, too many of you will think that the tongues is the high point. Tongues are not the high point. It's only the evidence that it came. You're going to step out into far greater things than that. Hallelujah. Glory. That's a good preaching, preacher. Thank you very much. Whatever, whatever you want to achieve, always begin with a real genuine desire to be with Jesus. Because once you get in His presence, you're in the, you are in the presence where the one can cause anything to happen. Talk about supernatural. Glory. i got to go on. I could linger long on that. But also, if you're going to walk on water... There's got to be a willingness to obey His leading. Hallelujah. A willingness to obey His leading. Notice verse 29 of those scriptures that I read in, verse, uh, in chapter 14. And He said, Come. Hallelujah. That's Jesus there. Peter told Him, says, If it's you, Lord, tell me to come to you. And in verse 29, he said, or Jesus says, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Let me give you something else that's powerful. Too many of us hesitate when the Spirit speaks an objective in our heart. There ain't a person in here can raise your hand and tell me you ain't never hesitated when the Holy Ghost has spoke something in your heart for you to do. You may tell me that you hadn't, but I'm going to tell you you're lying. Hallelujah. We've all been there. We've all hesitated at the nudging of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Been a lot of times the Spirit of God has nudged you to get up and come down to the altar. Hallelujah. But you sat there. You're not going to never get into, step into the supernatural and experience the presence of God where all things are possible. Hallelujah. If you're not willing to obey His leading. That one word, come. Everything in Peter's life at that moment hinged on it. Was he going, was he going to step out? Or was he not? Too many hesitate when the Spirit speaks. Listen to this. We want to come to Jesus. Everybody wants to come to Jesus. I doubt if there's anybody that's not really wanting to come to Jesus. We all want to come to Jesus, but we want to come to Him on our terms and our way and in our own time. Did you hear me? We want to come to Him, but we want to come to Him in our terms, in our way, and in our time. Hallelujah. And if that be the case with you, if that be the case with anybody here, you can forget about ever walking on water. Because it's not about you, it's all about Him. It's not, a, it's, it's not about your time, it's about His time. It's not about your way, it's His way. Hallelujah, glory to God. If you really, I'm, talk, 
I, I ain't talking about playing in the sandbox with all the rest of churches in the world that ain't got enough power to pull your uh, rabbit out of the hat. Amen. Don't have no Holy Ghost power flowing in it. Deader and doing it. I'm not talking about all I walked away from that stuff years ago. Glory to God. I found out a long time ago that there was more than what they taught me when I came up into the nominal church. Glory to God. Amen. I wouldn't give you a dime of that. That stuff don't do nothing for me. Hallelujah. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who's really hungry for the real power of God and the supernatural. You got to come when Jesus says come. Listen. The circumstances will never be just right to suit some people. You're waiting for perfect conditions, perfect churches, and perfect timing. And that's why you will always be in the boat getting seasick from the storm while the others are out walking on water to Jesus. The most miserable people I know are people who know what we are preaching is truth, but yet they're not out in it. The most miserable people in the world are people who, who under, understand this, who see this, who know this is genuine and real, but they don't want to get out of the boat. They're waiting on their time, their circumstance, whatever. But you know what? It's those same people that's standing in the boat that's getting seasick and turning green, trying to ride out the storm while everybody else is stepping out of the boat, walking to Jesus. There ain't no seasickness out there. You only get seasick on the boat. Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus a hand. Come, it's the truth. That's full of color. What, what, what? Glory, that's the truth anyhow. Hallelujah. Glory. So if you're waiting on perfect conditions, perfect churches, and perfect timing, hallelujah, you're going to always be stuck in a boat, turning green to seasick and vomiting, while others are already out on the water walking to Jesus. Let me give you one more requirement, and I'll shut up. And that's Matthew chapter 14, verse 30. It's got to, you've got to have a consistent eye on Jesus, a constant eye on Jesus. 14 and 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. But when he saw the wind, why did he... See the wind. Because he took his eyes up. That's the third requirement for walking on water. You've got to have a consistent eye on Jesus. Peter did something that no man has ever done besides the Lord. He did take a few steps on water. We don't know how far he went, how far he traveled. But the Bible says this man walked on water. The Bible said it, and I believe it. It's the Word God says, and I believe it. But... The devil sent a gusher wind by or something. He got his eye off Jesus and looked on the wind, saw him ways. What happened? He began to go down. Hallelujah. If you're going to attain the supernatural, you've got to always keep your eye on Jesus. Not on man. Man can't do nothing for you. You've got to keep your eye on Jesus. Not don't keep your eye on your church. Don't keep your eye on your denomination or the organization or nothing like that. 
Keep your eye on Jesus. Keep your eye on Jesus. Because the moment you take your eye off Him, you're going down. Hallelujah. And you're going to be sharp bait before it's over with. Hallelujah. we got to keep our eye, our constant eye, on Jesus. Once you ever step out into the supernatural realm of the impossible, you must never take your eyes off the Master to look at the blowing winds around you. You will sink. You will go down if you don't consistently look at the Lord. Think of how. Think about this. Brother Darrell, I want you to come on up and get, get the course ready. Think about how far Peter would have gone if he hadn't taken his eyes off Jesus, Brother Bobby. Think about it. If he hadn't taken his eyes off, think about how far he would have went. That's how come Hebrews 12 and 2 says that we need looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. You know what? Some people allow the devil to torment them, and they moan and groan 24-7. I don't know if I can make it or not. I don't know if I can hold on or not. I've had people cop out by telling me when I talk to them about coming to the Lord, well, I would, Brother Sammy, but... I just don't know if I could make it all the way or not. On and on and on and on. There's no way it's impossibility for anybody who keeps their eyes on Jesus, on Jesus, not to make it. Do you hear me? There ain't nobody who's ever failed. There ain't nobody who's ever went down who didn't take their eyes off the Master first. You took your eyes, you put your eyes off Jesus and put it on the circumstance. Then what happened? Your family fall apart. How do you keep your eyes off Jesus? Your church will fall apart. How do you? Your job, will, your whole world will collapse around you, and none of it would happen unless you first take your eyes off Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. He's the one who starts it, and he's the one who's going to finish it for you. He didn't save you. You, excuse me, you didn't save yourself and you're not going to keep yourself. He saved you and He'll keep you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not through, but I'm going to quit. Hallelujah. Everybody stand. I want to see more of the supernatural power of God in my life. I want to see more of that supernatural power operating in this church. Out of all the great things we've witnessed around here, Brother brother Paul Wink scratched the surface yet of what we could see. I'm looking forward to the day. I'm looking forward to the day that we'll have the paramedics pulling up, backing up to the, back, uh, to the front door of the church and pulling them in. Amen on the stretcher. Hallelujah. And let them walk out pushing the stretcher. It's happened before can happen again. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward. I'm hoping and praying God that in our new building when we get it up, glory to God, that we, we, we'll start hanging some crutches around the walls. And people donate to the church that used to have to have them to walk, but don't have to have them to walk no more. You crazy, Brother Sammy? I sure am. I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm crazy enough to believe that all things are possible to him that believes. If you need something this morning, won't you come with Brother Darrell Saints? Jesus, use me.
Oh, 